Hello football fans and welcome to episode 12 of View from the Sideline podcast. Coming up this week, we take a look back at the action from the Premier League over the weekend, including the Hornets stinging the Canaries to register their first win of the season, Liverpool win the battle at the top and do wins for Chelsea and Leicester make them serious title contenders. Pete looks to close the gap with another teaser. Chris will no doubt have another Chelsea stat in the Wonders of White and we have a first in our FA Cup feature. There'll probably be some chat about VAR as well. So here we go with this week's episode of View from the Sideline podcast. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 12 of View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, I'm back, so it's Rich here. Uh, Chris is here as well. How are you doing, Chris? Welcome back, mate. Yeah, I'm doing all right. Yourself? Yeah, good. Yeah, refreshed after my week off. Uh, didn't do a lot, but uh, obviously listened to the podcast, uh, which was great. Liam did a good job. Um, felt a bit sorry for him, really, having the uh, Liverpool uh, Villa game. Yeah, bit of a uh... <laughs> bit of a kick to the stomach, bless him. Yeah, to uh, um, have to review that. We'll get him. We'll get him on again at some point. He will do. When, when Villa that. win, when Villa win, he can come on. When would that be? That's a bit harsh. That could yeah. be a while. Yeah. That could be clear? a while. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, so yeah, so as we said in the intro, there's uh, lots to talk about this week. Um, lots of goals, lots of action, lots of talking points. Um, VAR's back um, as always, so uh, we'll we'll be taking a look at that. So, uh, but we'll start as we always do with uh, with Pete's teaser. Uh, just got to say, well done for last week, Chris. With, uh, yeah. with the Pochettino guess. When I was listening was, to the podcast, the that, was the, yeah. that was the that was the it was almost tense waiting for the uh, waiting for you <laughs> guys to the two, answer. Yeah, it. we had the two. I think nailed on, but it was just trying to guess that the, the third one. Um, and then something just crept into my mind that it might be him. So yeah, I think it's seven four overall now that we're that we're we're, we're leading. Um, so anyway, so let's see what Pete's got for us this week. In the history of the Premiership, who is West Ham's top scorer of all time with forty seven goals? Okay, thanks, Pete. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not, not sure I know that, Chris. I don't, I don't know about you. West Ham knowledge. So uh, it's hmm. almost like the first club-specific one that we've had. You'll probably be able to throw a few names in, but like this is good. This is going to be one of those. If you know it, you, you're going to know it. But if you don't support West Ham, I don't think you are. You're going to know. So no, we'll have to. Um, we'll have to have a think as we go through. Um, but yeah, so we'll uh, we'll come back to the teaser um, at the end of this week's episode. So we'll go into the Premier League review. I think there's only one place to start, really, which which is Anfield. Um, so the game Sunday afternoon, Liverpool three, Man City one. Um, strange game, really. Um, lots of talking points. Lots of. Uh, sort of different in opinions on the decisions. Um I'm not sure what you think, Chris, but when when <clears> I saw the team, um, especially from from the city perspective, uh the back well back five, because I mean we'll put Bravo in obviously because he's not he's not first choice with City. Yeah, they they looked a bit weak. Um I, I think they were 
there were signs signs with the with, with the team selection that they might struggle. Oh, definitely. I think I think the first sort of twenty minutes I think showed um, them actually struggling at the back, trying to uh, defend. Obviously against Firmino, Mane, and Salah. You know they did struggle a lot. Um, but I think I think that is it highlights a weakness within within that team. I think obviously with the long term injury to Laporte is is obviously harm them quite badly. Um, but and... you've got you've got can if you look if you look at that back four. But you've got you've got Cancelo and Otamendi on the bench. So I mean that they're two. You know, I mean, Otamendi's probably got a mistake in him, and he's he's not the sort of most graceful centre back you'll ever see. But Cancelo came in in the summer, and uh, Otamendi's been there a while. I mean, it's not as if he's he's new to the uh, league. So yeah, obviously they had Angelino. I think it was only his second start for City as well, playing mm. at left back as well. So. Yeah, well, was... Where do you stand on the penalty? Because I mean, th- th- this is this is the the, the early decision. So and then, the... Uh, um... I mean, if if City get it and City score, it, it, is the is the game different? But they they don't get it. Liverpool got the other end and score, and the the, the game sort of changes. So I, I think I think the main thing is is that you've seen them given this season. I think I think in a couple of games this season we have seen uh, handballs like that. Um, but I think it's the old thing that obviously play to the whistle as such and and carry on with the game because obviously they've gone straight at the other end and, and what, you know what a strike from Fabinho it was as well. So I don't, you yeah. know, not many would have saved that. But no, I mean it's it's a great strike, but I mean it, it's one of those that I don't. It's one of those situations where the ball the ball goes right from one end to the other. So City have got time to clear the ball, defend the ball, or whatever to stop the strike. But uh, it, it, in my opinion, it, it was a penalty, and I, I I completely agree with your point. I think if you look at from a consistency basis of of decisions that have been given this year or this season since VAR came in, then I think that's got to be given as a penalty. I mean, there's been so many. Differing views. I mean, mainly from Liverpool fans, from what I've heard about how it hits Bernardo Silva's hand first of all, and then yeah. sort of flicks up onto onto Trent's hand. And I, I, I mean, I don't know if we're sort of splitting hairs there or not, or whether it's just the fact that that mainly seems to be coming from from Liverpool fans. But I, I, I was surprised it wasn't given, and I'm, I'm not sure it necessarily changes the match because if City go one nil up, you you. And that early on, you're not writing Liverpool off, are oh, you? Oh no, no, they were. I, I think on the whole, in the first half, City, City were poor, um, especially going forward, which is, which is unlike them. Aguero had a, a couple of chances, you know, throughout the game, where any other day he probably would have scored those. Do you know he's um, never scored at Anfield? I didn't know that. In a, in a. <laughs> le- in eleven games, that's covering City, and I think he played there a couple of times for Atletico Madrid as well. Yeah, yeah in 11, 11 matches, he's never scored a goal. At but I, I think Liverpool were kind of used the vulnerability of City's defence to their advantage. Well, um, obviously Salah scoring the header as well, not too long after they'd already gone one up. So that was a, a unbelievable cross from Robinson. Wasn't yeah, it? I mean and, that and is. If you're yeah, going to put it anywhere for him to score, that's where it needed to go. And to be fair, 
it, you know, Liverpool could have, you know, there, there was a hat that you could have picked out a few more chances of Liverpool had in the first half, and you know, they could have gone easily gone in at half time, four, maybe five up, you know, but I, I think it really did show the, the sort of difference between the teams this season, um, and if if you weren't a football fan and you watched that game for the first time, I think you could you could probably guess which team it was that was currently top of the league and at that time six points ahead. So, well, I, I mean, I think that City didn't take. I, I thought it was quite an even game, but it it was the the effectiveness in the final third. Every time Liverpool got into that position, they tested Bravo. That they they made him make a save. I think the the one thing that City didn't do is they didn't make Allison make that save. Um, there was a few chances with Aguero where where he misses the target or he drags it across goal, and I I, I kind of thought that was one of the main to be, differences. Yeah, but... To be fair, when, when after they had scored the Man City had eventually scored a goal, they they were the better team for the last sort of ten fifteen minutes. Um, I, think, I mean, yeah, if they got another goal with five well, there minutes was, to there go, I mean, that would have been a cracking As finish. well, where the ball comes in on the floor and Jesus almost tries to spin and kick it. And, well, it's gone, completely gone past him in the end. But, you know, if that goes in, you know, well, you never say never, but I thought well, Liverpool looked comfortable, I think, throughout. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree. Especially defensively, I think, you know. I think they deserve they they deserve to win. Deserve to I, win I think yeah. there's a lot of City fans that are saying that they 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 sort of disagree with that, but I think that's almost a bit of a blind loyalty, really. Yeah. Um, I can't justify City deserving that to win that game, but uh, so that I mean that win for Liverpool uh, with the other results from the weekend, their their lead is extended to eight points at the top, um, nine points again clear of City now, so. Um, we'll move on um, to the team that's actually in second place, so Leicester. So the late kickoff on on Saturday. Yeah. Um, certainly not a shock as far as I'm concerned. Say, yeah. I was, um, was going to say that to I, you. I, I think. It, would you have expected Arsenal to actually get anything from this game? Or no, I mean this. Really, but... This was one of the games that was in our predictions, and I think I mean you and I both went for a two-one win for Leicester. Um, so. I, I'm not surprised by it. Um, I think Arsenal played how Arsenal have played this season. I mean, one shot on target in the whole game. Um, Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe. I mean, to be honest with you, it's almost as if all three of them have gone missing over the last couple yeah. of weeks. You, um, when you look at that, that, that free, those three on paper, it's... It's frightening to see how much talent they've got between them, but it just doesn't, you know. Even just the pace, the pace yeah. of those three is crazy. But I mean, our, our, with Arsenal, that's one win in in the last five now um, for them, and that win was was the uh, one nil against Bournemouth. So, did you, did you see? I don't know if you saw much of the day too, but they showed a small video clip of an Arsenal fan saying that he thinks it's time for a change. This is already, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I think there's a lot of fans saying that. I mean, it's, there, there's two questions for me, I think, that I was going to put to you that come out of this yeah, game. Yeah. One is, should Emery go? Um, and secondly, do you think Leicester can maintain this? I mean, there's there's a lot of 
comments that have been made over the weekend, and I actually agree with it. I think this Leicester team is better, better than the team than that, the won that won the league. league. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's certainly got more potential, and it's oh, more yeah. I think the depth exciting of to watch. Yeah, the depth, and the, you say that excitement, the, the, the Vardy goal, you've got sort of like a one-touch pass going on in, inside the box. There's like two, there's like three or four one-touch passes, and it ends up to him, and he... You know, he plants in the back of the net. You know, they they do play exciting football under Brendan yeah. Rodgers, which you know this may seem hard. And Madison's goal was was really nice, well drilled sort of shot just outside the box. Um, but, but but I mean, they're not missing Harry Maguire either. I mean, oh, they've got the, the best of the best defense in the league. This is the so... problem. They're actually better without Maguire. And then you look at the problems at, at United. And... Well, your your mate at the back. I mean, he's having a blinding season. <laughs> Your Turkish mate that you can't I can't I pronounce know, it either So we, we need but, to give um, him a nickname But to be fair uh, of, of all the games I've seen Arsenal play this season Defensively they weren't That bad on, on the side I didn't think that they were You know the two goals that Leicester did score Were just It was just down to well it's good passing into the box and and scoring a goal, yeah, but they weren't. Yeah, like, but I mean, they, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't. You know, but I mean, that that that's not Arsenal, is it? I don't think Arsenal going to Leicester and sort of almost sh- shutting up shop and just having the one shot on target is. Is what you expect from them. No, I agree, Leicester, and I mean, Leicester's just certainly a team I wouldn't want to be playing. I, I don't, I don't have any sort of opinion either way if, if Unai Emery leaves Arsenal or not it doesn't really it doesn't really make an no. awful lot of difference I, I, I don't know who who else they're going to no, get it's not, the right, it's not the right time when, no, when you I think don't. they gave they gave Wenger 20 odd years I mean yeah. they can't look at United it's the same yeah. situation they got fair, rid of like, boys quick you know he when when Wenger was there, they were they were crying out for exciting players to be signed, and he has signed some some good players. But you know, we've been saying it for the last you know four or five seasons that the one thing Arsenal need is is just some, just some decent defence because yeah. they just don't seem to have it. And I, I'm not really too sure the thought process of bringing David Luiz in. I think if any, no, if any I mean... Arsenal fan seen him at Chelsea, you know that. He, he can be quite a liability and he's he's known for the odd mistakes. So I, I, I don't really know the reason behind that. No. And quickly, just with Leicester, can they maintain it? I think they will. I, I honestly do. I, I, think, I think, like you said, the squad that they've got is better than the one that, that, that won the league. I don't, I don't think they'll win the league, but I do, I do think they'll finish somewhere in the top second, third or fourth, which... Neither of us predicted at the start of the season. No, no. Uh, and hats off to Brendan Rodgers. I, I mean, I, I, I wasn't his greatest fan, but you, you can't argue with it. But... He's got a lot to thank with Vardy. I think Vardy is. I think his performances are. You know, it's it's the, the amount of goals he's scoring as well. I think you know, yeah. it's key. It's key that they keep him fit because I don't. You look at their other strikers. I don't really. Think they've got anyone else? I know that Perez can play up front, but he has. Well, I mean, not not playing international football is probably helping him. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, as well, to be honest. So, uh, off to Stamford Bridge. So sixth win in a row. 
I suppose you yeah, want to take this the... one because Chelsea are so good. <laughs> blah, 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 this, blah, blah. That's the, uh, so that was the sixth win in a row, which is um, hasn't happened since Conte in 2017 when we had that 14 games in a row that we won or something From like the that. start of the season. Was that from the start of the season? No, no, that was it. Was our, we lost to Arsenal three 0 and then he completely changed the formation, didn't he? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. It's like watching a different team, but yeah. To be fair, like they dominated pretty much the whole game. To be, Palace didn't really put up, you know, not much going forward. They defended well. Cahill made a really, really good tackle towards the end of the first half. I think uh, I think that was almost Palace's game plan first half, wasn't it? It was up. almost just to nullify did, they Chelsea. Did catch, they did catch us on the break a couple of times, but we well, that's what to they'll get do because with yeah. Zaha, I mean that, that's that's kind of we what just they'll do, especially to get going away of home, from back home. In time and it's another another clean sheet, which is you know I'm not used to at the moment, but you know there just there just seems to be some. It's almost like a freshness with the team, you know. It feels like they want to play for the manager, and like last season with Sarri, there was a few murmurs of players not, you know, really performing at their best. But you know, every play, like there's so there's players like Kovacic who's who last season on his performances, I probably wouldn't have said to have bought him, but obviously they did. They went ahead and bought him, and you know he's been one of the one of the star players this season. He had another good game on, on Saturday. Same with Mount and Abraham. Abraham, I just, I can't believe how many goals he scored this season already. I just, this is, this is the one of, one of the things that I think's working really well for Chelsea this, this year. You mentioned Kovacic and then you've got Jorginho, uh, William, sort of the, the players that are sort of there from last, well, obviously they're all there from last season, really, apart from Hazard. Um, but, they're they're all playing really well, and then if you add that to the mix of how Mason Mount's performing, how Tammy Abraham's performing, and then put Pulisic's form on top of that, it's almost like they've got the perfect blend at the moment. Um, now I know that the transfer ban's going for appeal, I believe. So, yeah, so for uh, I think they find out towards the end of this month. But, but what would you think if it was lifted? Well, this is what Liam. What, yeah, Liam what, what, what does Lampard do in January? I, I honest, honestly, I, I think if it lifts it, I honestly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch. If if we maintain, I'm not saying we're going to win every game up until January, but if we maintain sort of third and fourth spot, which I think we will up until the end of the year, I personally, I wouldn't change too much. I'd, st- I still think maybe. A left back, obviously, we have got Alonso and, and Emerson, but I think that's one area I think that he may look at. Um, centre back wise, we've got Rudiger coming back, which probably means Tamori will, will drop out. He's quite, I think Lampard's quite keen on Zuma, so I think he'll stay. Uh, maybe uh, so we've got right back, you've got Aspinaquera, and obviously the youngster, Reese James. So, I, I, again, I don't, I don't really see Lampard going. To the board and saying I want such and such, but maybe it's whether the board want him to be signing high-profile players. I don't, I don't know. You know, it was the system. We didn't know how it was going to work at the start of the season, especially after the United game. Obviously, losing four 0 first game of the season, but um, I think it's worked. And if you know, if you would have 
if someone would said to me that we'd be above Man City in the, in November, I probably probably would have thought they're a bit strange. But you know, I've got, you know, I don't really. Know I, I think I've the, yeah. Lampard's got to have to got to take a lot of credit for this. I think there was a lot of doubters, me included. Before the season, and especially after, like you say, the United game, I think we're all sort of like, yeah, told you so. Um, but I, I think the board would probably back him, even if he didn't want to spend any money because, no, because of think, where they are. I don't think. I don't think the. I. I. To be fair, I don't think that they'll get it revoked or whatever. I don't. Either way, I don't think they'll want. They'll want to sign too many players in, in January. Maybe next. Obviously, next summer. Um, I think Giroud will be out of contract and they'll probably try and get rid of Batshuayi, maybe signing another striker. But it all depends who's who's available, really. There's no point just mm. signing a high-profile player for the name's sake when you've got Tammy Abraham, who's on course to probably be scoring 20 goals plus this season. So mm. we'll wait and see. Yeah, we'll move on because talking about Chelsea's boring me. <laughs> <laughs> About how good hey, you want to hear are. me talk about Spurs, yeah. Oh. <laughs> they, they didn't play at the weekend. Um, so we'll go to her St. Mary's next. So uh, I, I, I don't know, with Saints, obviously living in Southampton, they, you, you talk to a lot of Saints fans, you, you hear a lot of stuff <laughs> in the local press, all that sort of stuff. I mean, they're just so poor from set pieces I know we've said it before but a corner or a free kick sort of anywhere near their goal is, is, exactly. is, is as good yeah. as a goal it's exactly what I thought um, when I was watching the game it's like they're up to their old tricks of trying to defend the set pieces again but and I mean this is almost one of those games that and I don't want to take anything away from Everton because I thought Everton did play pretty well yeah. but Saints lost that I think more than Everton winning it um the defending for both goals, as good as the cross is in for yeah, Charleston's winner, the defending is non-existent. Get, yeah, someone needs to get a foot in before he gets to the ball. I agree with that. Uh, and but... I mean, their goal. I mean, Danny Ings. It's what he's been doing this season. It's sort of like the customary sort of two-three really yard finish. He's scoring these goals, otherwise, yeah, real trouble. And... But... You, you've got as a striker, you've got to get yourself in that position. So, f- from that perspective, he's doing the right thing. But uh, one point from from their last five now, Saints worst goal difference. I know, I know they they sort of got tonked nine nil by <laughs> Leicester, but but helped, but they still they still lost nine nil. I mean, even if you take that away, their their goal difference yeah, is is, kind is of... pretty poor. I, I feel a bit sorry for for the keeper, to be honest. Um, I know that I quite rate Angus Gunn. I think he's a decent keeper, and I don't know whether he's sort of suffering the the sort of misfortune, if you like, of of being being the keeper in the nine nil game. But I don't necessarily think that game was his fault. Uh, uh, and they've brought Alex McCarthy back in, but but he he play, he had a good game last week. though, McCarthy when they played City, he made some good saves to keep it keep the score down, uh, but. Yeah, I think the thing is. Yeah, I'm not, like, I mean, I'm not saying he's not a decent keeper, no. but I, I, I just wondered. I mean, they, they've started the whole. They finished last season and started this season with gunning goal. Uh, I don't know whether it's a confidence thing or something behind the scenes, but Saints need to sort this out. Um, otherwise, they're going to be in big trouble. I think they, they just <laughs> yeah, look. They look 
no, oh, you can hardly talk being a Spurs fan, but they look no more than average. I think but they don't look like a Premier League they, side. They didn't improve the squad at all in the summer. They let Charlie Austin go. Although I think that was probably a bit of a mistake, but but I mean, he won't <sighs> score in either. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I know. I know. For the money he was on, bearing in mind he was a free transfer, I think that's. Yeah. Well, it is. Yeah, it, it is options, but it's it's the same old, same old with Saints for me. They they let these players go, but they don't replace them. That they don't bring anyone in that, that no. that's going to improve the team, but. Um, yeah, good win for Everton. Eases the pressure on Marco Silva a bit. I mean, if, if they had lost that, I, I think well, he would have been he, gone. He, yeah, he could have been in a lot of trouble. But I've I've heard that he he will be either way he'll probably be going in the next couple of weeks. I think Marco Silva or Hasenhudel. Silva. Silva, really? Yeah. yeah. Seen it today in the oh, papers. They're trying. They're 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 lining possible candidates up. I didn't say who. No. Sorry, I'm just going to... There's been another go at Yeovil. I know we're not doing Yeovil Watch mm. at the moment. Uh, not good news for you, I'm afraid, Chris. Uh, the dream's yeah, yeah. over. <laughs> the FA Cup, yeah, the Wembley dream's over. Um, OK, so we'll go to Old Trafford, Man United, Brighton. Um, the... I thought United looked good, especially going forward. Yeah, uh, a lot three, of pace, James, they looked they look like a threat. James Rashford, you know. You got bit, them running at you, you are going to lose a bit of confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was a bit of luck with the first goal, but I don't think anyone could deny that they didn't deserve deserve yeah, they, to, to, to go 1-0 up. They the first half, really, didn't they? And even when they got second, like, it was kind of almost felt like game over at that point because Brighton were, were quite poor, but it's... I think, there, I think there was a sort yeah. of five, ten minute spell yeah. around when Brighton made it 2-1, or just yeah. before they made it 2-1, where they sort of came back into the game a bit. I mean, the fact that Rashford scored so quickly afterwards... Killed it, really, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it did. I mean, it was only sort of a... It was only back on as a contest for sort of a couple of minutes till he but scored. It was, just, it was just relentless after after the main got that third. It was... They were just free flowing going forward, and you know the goalie, uh, the Brighton goalie, you know Ryan made some good saves as well. So. Yeah, but I mean, here's one of my criticisms, if 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 it is a criticism, is that as as many goals as Rashford scores, I think he should score more. Oh, he missed it because <laughs> he missed uh, his his miss was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. But he he could have had three or four in that game, and I and I always kind of feel that when he when he's playing well and scoring, he he should be scoring more. So instead of getting one, he should be getting two or three, because I think he does miss a lot of chances. I think his conversion rate must his conversion rate must be pretty low, I'd imagine, for the amount of chances he has. And that's, that sounds stupid yeah. to criticise a goal a, a goal scorer who is scoring goals, but I just kind of think that. Maybe maybe it's that miss. I mean, that miss was ridiculous. <laughs> even the goal, even the commentator was like, ten out of ten times he scores that. <laughs> but, well, yeah, yeah. Well, but um, a, a, a game that United should have won and they did well, they win quite comfortably. Yeah, so no, I think to be fair, was... like, I don't think it'll. It doesn't really reflect Brighton too much this season because they've had they've had a pretty decent start. So yeah, they have. Yeah, I think. 
you know, a, a loss at Old Trafford, I don't think is going to affect them no. too much. And I think it was quite on, on United's second goal, which which was given as an own goal. Um, I know that went to VAR because there was a bit of a sort of a scuffle in the box That's and, why, and yeah. possibly a foul. But I, I actually thought it was quite refreshing that VAR, although they they, they looked at it because it was a goal, but common sense prevailed where there was no impediment at no, all. It was no. um, and it was the right decision. So I thought that was quite... Um, Quite a refreshing thing with, with some of the other stuff that went on with VAR this weekend. So, um, we'll go to Molyneux for Wolves 2, Villa 1. Um, Wolves dominated this game. I, 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 I just, and I, I do think this shows, um, how much what a different side Villa are without Jack Grealish. Um, it was definitely noticeable. <laughs> they don't seem to have the same sort of drive and ambition. Uh, as they do when he's there. playing. Yeah. I don't really think they offered anything at all, really. I mean, obviously, Tom Heaton being injured, um, and then the you, second sort of the subkeeper comes yeah. in. But the, the, the I, I did originally, well, I, I did think that it would affect it because you're making a change. It's not your first choice keeper for a start. And then he's injured so early, and almost your third choice keeper comes on. Yeah, but the substitute goalie is like the number one for Nor the Norwegian national team. <laughs> yeah. So he's not yeah. some sort of like Sunday league player. I mean, how he's number one for his country when he's sort of third choice for for no disrespect to Villa, but he's a third choice keeper. I'm not, I'm not sure, but yeah. Well, I mean, he did, he did... Oh yeah, what a goal! Could, could do a lot about that. Could either. Goal. No, I mean, I thought. <laughs> I, I thought both goals were pretty good, to be Troy, honest. Um, that second goal, Troy, he was gone, wasn't he? he was, they struggled oh, against an him, didn't they? Yeah. They really, I see he's been called up for the Spain squad as well. Yeah, I, I had so. no idea he was Spanish. No, I don't, neither did I. But um, uh, he, was just, he was just he's just so quick. It's, it's like he's standing still and then all of a sudden he's gone. He's, a, he's, on, a, he's on a different planet, that guy. Just going back to the first goal, it, the Villa... Defence were paying no attention to the two guys on the edge of the area. No. And you almost kind of think that's an easy option just to lay it across and get a clean shot especially, away. I was surprised especially with that. his never has his scoring record. I think he scores every goal from that side of the box. So Yeah. Yeah. He'd probably be the first person you'd probably be looking at. You see him unmarked on the edge of the box, it'd probably something in your head should be saying, oh, we should probably uh probably go mark him, but they didn't, see, they didn't seem to have so. that lead. Obviously, with Grealish being, he's the captain of the Villa. They kind of, I don't know, just didn't really seem to have a, a, a leader on the pitch. And it's a big, obviously, a big game for 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 Wolves and Villa fans, obviously as well. So, but know. I mean, they didn't really offer anything really till they scored. And even when they scored, you kind of knew it was going to come from a set piece. A good goal as well, wasn't it? It yeah, it was a good goal. But I mean, you're. I think that was the only way Villa were really going to score would be from a set piece. I think Wolves completely dominated. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, a good win for Wolves. Um, they're certainly picking up form uh, from their sort of ropey start to the season. Uh, so we go to Burnley, Burnley-West Ham. Now, I, I think this was summed up for me by, I think it was Declan Rice's sort of post-match <laughs> interview where he said that Burnley bullied them. He's and I honest. think there's no, Absolutely. Well, they were a... like 
would That's such an honest assessment he would of the as game. well he was he was bullying that def- every bo- every ball that was going in Burnley were winning it in the air um but, but they're not helping themselves, West Ham. It's almost yeah. like the whole Saints thing. I mean, that they're, they're, they're making these errors that are giving the opposition chances. And they've been poor recently as well, they, West they've Ham. Been, yeah, well. but I don't think they've won since they beat United. But even Chris Wood's goal that was disallowed, and I mean, it was a great header. header. But that's, that's almost... It's one of those close calls, but no one's really that bothered because Burnley was so on top. They were so dominant yeah. that... It's not really even a talking point. And the, for me, the third goal just sums up West Ham at the moment. <laughs> it, it could only happen. And the scary thing is they've, Spurs are away at West Ham next next game after the international break. What a huge six-pointer that is. They'll but, turn up for that game as well, West Ham. You yeah, probably, probably. But it's they just don't... All their big players are like your Andersons and sort of players like that. Where and is, where Lanzini. Is he's just not. They just don't seem to be turning up. They don't seem to be playing. You think and... how many goals he scored last season as well? And this season, he just. You don't ever see him in games. This is just really odd. Do you think but... they miss Arnautovic? Uh. <laughs> I think I think they'd need sort of Messi, Ronaldo, and Neymar and Mbappe at the moment. Um, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they miss him. I mean, it, 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 his thing was sort of the off-field and sort of causing problems, wouldn't it? But yeah. I mean, I don't. I, I I think they're that bad at the moment. I think they would need a a lot more than him. That I mean, their form is terrible. Odd, like because they um, they've always been a team that have been a bit hit and miss, but. For the last four games, they really have been miss. Not. Uh, I mean, the, the only the only point they've got, sort of going back, uh, well, so the last five games, the only point they've got was at home to Sheffield United, and I mean that's not necessarily a bad result, but sure, they're. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's a it's a point against the top <laughs> okay, six side, okay, isn't safe. it? We drew, we drew them but, as well. I mean, you're 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 looking at West Ham. I mean. It, the form, the, the form. There's going to be sort of a, a theme, I think, over the next couple of weeks in the Premier League, where if the form of the bottom three, so Norwich, Saints, and Watford, wasn't as bad as it has been, you could have teams like West Ham, Spurs, Everton that would be in real trouble. So West Ham are five points clear of the drop zone, but Watford are on eight points and they've just won their first game. So that sort of tells you how how bad. West Ham's form is at the moment and uh, certainly something that needs to improve quickly because um, I mean his uh, Pellegrino's his head's on the block now isn't it really oh, yeah, he's, um, he, he's, he's one of one of a few I'd say in the Premier League at the moment he's well I think it's him Unai Emery it's him Emery Pochettino and Marco Silva they, they're the top sort of four favourites to uh, to get the chop but I, I we could, let's not take any away, anything away from Burnley. They 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 did bully West Ham and they fully deserved the three points. Um, but we, we're going to Newcastle, Newcastle, Bournemouth. So this was this was a, a difficult game to call beforehand, I think. And I think that the game was almost that close that it it was as close as we thought it would be. Um, yeah. I think Newcastle probably just edged it, but 
two good goals. The, the Bournemouth, Bournemouth opener from the piece, corner was really well worked. <laughs> and <laughs> Yedlin's like header. He's a superman, isn't he? That, yeah, that was such a good header. That was such a good header. But Newcastle, I don't know. Would you would you say they're getting a little bit of form? It's two wins. <laughs> well, but I mean that's it. That's I mean, if you look at if you look at the uh, so if you look at the team sort of down there, so no other sort of no other team in that sort of areas had had two the two wins on the trot. Um, yeah. It's a lot of lot of defeats, but I mean, well, you know, it's thirteenth place for Newcastle, fifteen points, considering the sort of stick Steve Bruce has had. But they've won three of their last five, so. Um, they're, they're improved, definitely improving, and obviously at the start. So, you know, who who knows? I think you know. I I, I think they'll be safe. I, I don't think they'll go down. I don't think there's any risk of that. But no, I don't think know, they'll as, go as long down. as they keep playing as they are, maybe just get a few more goals because that's that's where they seem to be lacking at the moment. But. Yeah. But on, onwards and upwards. But a good three points against a a, a, a more than decent Bournemouth side. Um, so we'll go to the f- game on Friday night, yeah. uh, Norwich Watford. Good start from Norwich, wasn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you not, if you if you're any you start a game. no, but if you're anything to do with Watford, there is no better way to start the game. Not necessarily oh, yeah. from the opposition's mistake, but an early goal away from home against a team that is struggling just as much as you are. Um, you couldn't have wished for a better start, I don't think. No, we all know how bad Norwich have been as well. I think I think Watford played on that a lot, and they just, without a shadow of doubt they deserve to win that game. And obviously they get their first win of the season. So, a Norwich in trouble? Be... Do you think? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. M- more trouble. I, I I think if you if you go by what we've seen in the last sort of six weeks. I'd say they're they're a dead cert to go down now. I think that b- beginning of the season, they were probably even <clears throat> out of the three teams that came up. The one that I thought would have the best shot of staying up, um, I'd completely flip that on the, so my head now. Shot going down now. I, I I agree <laughs> that that they're not scoring goals, and you are uh, not going to get anywhere without scoring. Because that's yeah, the whole had, point. You know, he, he had obviously after they beat. City was so hard to believe they beat City, but you know they did have a lot of injuries around that time. But he's got players back now, and they look a worse team for it as well, which is strange to say, really. That you know the the sort of fringe players were playing better than what the first team were. So mm. they're they, they're, they away, they're, they're away at Norwich next, um, which I oh, know that it's Norwich. Sorry, they're away at Everton. Sorry. Um, I'm, I'm not sure you'll. I'm not sure you'd have a lot of faith of them getting something from that game, really. No. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think they, I think they might be in a bit of trouble this this season. I think they, uh, I think they'll probably be favourites for the drop now. Well, speaking uh, of trouble, yeah. Speaking of trouble, I don't even know why we put this at the end. We should have just it last, completely right? ignored it. Right, I'll just say what I've got to say. I I, I thought, you know, I spoke to you today. You know, he, the the disallowed goal. He is offside. You know, there's no doubt in that. But it's just the sheer, the scale of it is just, 
it's just ridiculous. Like I know, I know, like he's offside, but seriously, by a toe, it's just. Yeah, yeah. The the thing I would say on that is, I think that I'll always refer back to Son being offside for Spurs against Leicester, and and looking back, that's almost like a huge turning point in Spurs' season. Because if if that goal had stood and we were two nil up with sort of twenty twenty five minutes to go, it may have put a sort of completely different complexion on our season. But that that offside call was so close that I think that's almost the bar that's been set now that you are going to have offside calls where it is literally the smallest of margins, but they will be called offside. And I think from a VAR perspective, offside's last season was probably one of, if not the biggest sort of point that was debated in, yeah. in football and I think it keep, almost clears that up as long as they keep it consistent with, with that I think I think offside is one of the easier ones to call now with VAR because you've got the little lines haven't they? So they yeah but that, that's the only one that isn't it's almost no there's no interpretation yeah yeah there's no sort of judgment on that it is it is black or white there's no sort of my, but, my view is this or my opinion is that so, you can't, almost other, can't argue with it They've got that, but would you would you say a draw was a fair result? Um, did no, you think that no? I mean, my, my my brother went to the game, um, and I spoke to him afterwards, and he he pretty much said that either team could have won it. Sheffield um, had a good chat towards the end of the game. Yeah, they Sheffield did. Knight probably could have won it. But... I mean, I I look at it from the the perspective as a whole. Well, I mean, look at it. I mean, Spurs took the lead from a defensive error from Sheffield United. And if that error hadn't have occurred, I'm not sure Spurs would have scored. Um, So I don't think Spurs offered that much going forward at all. And from from what I've read and listening to it on the radio and seeing the highlights on telly, I would say Sheffield United probably just edged it. Um, I know their away form is brilliant. They're having a really good season, but and I don't mean any disrespect to them at all. But Spurs should be playing them off the park at home. I said that we ended up drawing with them as well. They're a whole they, team to break down. They they are they are, but these are. But I'd say the same about Chelsea. Chelsea should have been playing them off the park. Oh yeah, definitely. I think at home they're a different proposition, but. These are top, these are consistently sort of top four, top six sides in the Premier League. That, and, I, and I'm not taking anything away from Sheffield United at all. And I, I would say that I probably think they deserve to win the game. But the, the, the frustration for me with Spurs and sort of especially at the moment, um, and I mean, Harry Kane was almost non-existent in this game. Um, I, I don't think he... He played well at all. I don't think he he didn't create chances. I mean, I know there's there's sort of issues with the, if he's not getting the service, what do we expect him to do? Um, but the, the 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 whole thing that sums this up for me is Christian Eriksen, where Poch has got him on the bench, 
we're struggling to break down Sheffield United. And then, like I say, I mean, we get the goal through a defensive error in the end. But we're struggling to break them down. When we do score, they equalise relatively quickly. Yeah, yeah. And he's normally the sort of player that... I mean, he, he did against Villa in the first game of the season. He's the sort of player that you would bring on to unlock a defence or to, you know, to make that killer pass to make a difference. He didn't bring him on. Now, if he's not going to bring him on in that sort of situation, I don't even know why he's on the bench. Why would you have him on the bench if you're not going to use him? Yeah. And this whole, I mean, midweek, uh, so in the midweek against um, Red Star, Spurs went away. I mean, a great result, 4-0. Lacelso scores, he has a good game. Sort of Spurs fans on social media were raving about how good he is. And then after the game Saturday, everybody's saying that he, he, he won't be able to cut it in the Premier League. He's not good enough for the Premier League. The, and I just yeah. think that sums up Spurs at the moment. And I am writing this season off. And Did like he... I said to you, it's a good for Spurs, it's a good point against a top six side. And it's a point closer to safety. Just, just quickly before we we finish it, do do you think Poch knows what to do at the moment with with the squad? Do you, or do, or do you think he hasn't got? No, but do I don't. I don't think he's. De- I, I, I don't know. I don't. But I don't think the squad's deep enough to cover the issues that he's got. I mean, like um, Alderweireld's not playing, but I mean, I don't. I'm not sure whether he's injured or what. But he's at the zoo. I mean, he's 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 putting pictures on Instagram. Are you tracking him? <laughs> no, he's on Instagram. He's at the zoo, and like Vertonghen's not playing. I mean, Eric Dyer has had a massive dip in form for me. Yeah. But and then you've got again, you've got um, Christian Eriksen on the bench. That and he's not. He's not getting. Don't have him on the bench, in my opinion. I mean, Harry Winks doesn't seem to be playing. Um, I mean, he took Delhi Alley off and put uh, Foyt on. And I'm not sure whether that's because Sheffield United changed their tactics or we were 1-0 up and he wanted to shut up shop. I mean, if that if that's the case, then that's just ridiculous. It didn't work. <laughs> but I don't I don't think... I mean, and we're being linked with every player in, in the summer. We're being linked with goalkeepers. We're being linked with Memphis Depay. Depay, sorry, we, we, we've been linked with for sort of 70-odd million. I, I mean... He's not going to go out and spend hundreds of millions in the January transfer window. Mm. It's just not going to happen. Um, so it it will just be an underachieving, under um, under sort of subpar season from Spurs. I think. Um, yeah, I don't you know. Can stop talking about him now, mate. It's getting you down. The worst. I'll tell you now. <laughs> the worst thing would be if we finish third in our Champions League group and we go into the Europa League. Well, actually, that. That could be a good thing because it'd probably be the best shot we've got of getting into the Champions League next season. But so maybe, maybe yeah, that's not Spurs bad idea, will be actually. last. Just get get kicked get kicked out of the Champions League to go into the Europa League to then qualify for the Champions League. It's not a bad plan actually. No, well, Spurs will be last. It? Spurs will be last in our reviews for every, every season, Still every now, week okay. now. Yeah. All right. Okay, but that that uh, wraps it up for the Premier League review. So we will uh, come back in part two, where we'll start off with the uh, action from the Championship and the other EFL divisions. Mm-hmm.
Hello and welcome back to part two of this week's View from the Sideline podcast. Uh, so we're going to start part two with um, the review of the EFL League. So we'll start in the championship. Uh, so West Brom, they remain top of the table on 33 points after a 1-0 win away at Hull. They're still the uh, story, still only a single defeat this season for the Baggies. Uh, and Saturday's win was their third in their last five games. Preston remaining second uh, on goal difference after a 3-1 win at home to Huddersfield and have 31 points, as do Leeds, who are in third. They beat Blackburn 2-1. Swansea were the only team in the top six not to win. They were held to a two-all draw away at Sheffield Wednesday. Nottingham Forest and Bristol City make up the playoff places after wins against Derby and Cardiff, respectively. At the bottom, Barnsley remain without a win in their last five. They lost 4-2 at home to Stoke, a win which sees Stoke lift off the bottom of the table at the expense new, of new Barnsley. Manager, new manager as well, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, and Neil Warnock's left Cardiff today as well. Yeah, so. Um, so a few changes in the championship. Uh, Middlesbrough, they occupy the final relegation place despite a point in a two-all draw at QPR. Uh, now, with regards to League One, uh, and being the same for League Two as well, there weren't any uh, games at the weekend due to the FA Cup. But just to give you a, a reminder of where they were, uh, so Ipswich, they're top on goal difference from Wickham, who were in second. Peterborough, they're five points behind the top two in third. Uh, and then there's three teams that are joint on 26 points, with only goal difference separating them. And they're Oxford, Fleetwood and Coventry. Uh, so just from an FA Cup perspective, so Ipswich uh, drew one all with Lincoln and Wickham drew 2-2 with Tranmere. So the top two in that in League One are going to a replay. At the other end, Bolton, uh, they, they do remain bottom, but they have cut their points deficit to a negative two. After two wins on the spin, they did lose at the weekend in the Cup to the Plymouth 1-0. Um, but they're only seven points behind Southend. Uh who were on a run of four straight defeats. MK Dons, they're in the final relegation place, and they're also on a terrible run of form, losing four of their last five. Wimbledon, uh, they're only outside of the relegation zone on goal difference. So MK Dons and Wimbledon level on points. Um, but you know, I, I like to do it, Chris. Um, so where would Bolton be without their points oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. deduction? So they'd be still on third. Still above the, Southend? They would be above South End, yeah. Good. Uh, that just shows how, how bad South End starts the <laughs> season has been. Um, do you want to just give us a quick update on League Two? Yeah. So League Two it is still pretty tight at the top. Um, Forest Green on thirty-one. Uh, Bradford, Swindon, and Crew in that order from second, third, and fourth are all on thirty. Exeter fifth on 29, Cheltenham sixth on 28, and Newport on 27 in seventh. Uh, Morecambe are still bottom of the pile. They are joint 13 points with Stevenage. They have a worse goal difference. Um, some of the FA Cup uh, results. So there was quite a bit of a giant killer. Leighton Orient lost to Molden and Tiptree. Yeah, I think they're in the eighth tier. Eighth tier, yeah. That is a, that is a big upset, yeah. Yeah, so that was quite quite a big upset. And also, uh, Kingstonian away beat Macclesfield away 4-0. So that's another non-league side through. Um, quite a, a big win over Macclesfield there. 
obviously Plymouth beat and Bolton uh, of League One. Um, there was a few games of an all-League Two tie. So there was Swindon and Cheltenham, who are both in the top six. They drew one all. Um, and there was also another one between Cambridge and Exeter that ended one all. I think there was like four all-League Two ties, and they all finished draws. So, uh, yeah, so it was pretty close. Um, just going on, obviously, the Oval game was postponed at the weekend. Uh, due to a waterlogged pitch, but uh, the 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 game is actually being rescheduled for tonight, and it is uh, not going well for you because they've just no, conceded they've, <laughs> they've yeah, a fourth, and they're down to ten men as well. So uh, the I won't be going to Wembley, see Oval at Wembley this season. <laughs> the dream is over. You see, so you can score too early. Although the dream is not over for our. Um, our team, our following no. team, is it? I, I wish we had a fanfare at this point because it has finally happened. Finally um, got a team through around. We <laughs> have. So, um, Altrincham, who are our team for the, the podcast's feature. So, uh, they went away to York City at the weekend in the first round of the FA Cup and they won. Um, so, just... Yeah, so just to give you uh, some details on the match. So, um, in the National League North, so both Altrincham and York uh, are in that division. York are current, what well, they were on a 19 game unbeaten run uh, before the weekend. So, that uh, sort of gives you an indication of, of what, what a challenge Altrincham were up against. Um, it was on BBC, uh, so it, it was good to watch the the team that we um that that we've got in this feature so i mean it was actually a good game um quite sort of close earlier on Altrincham did have a few chances early on uh, and they were putting a lot of pressure on the york defence um newton hit the bar for york with a with a decent free kick from the edge of the area um which was probably the biggest sort of threat to the Altrincham goal in the first half so um it was goalless at the break um, and then into the second half, uh, Altrincham, they did ride their luck a bit. Uh, so York were awarded a penalty. Um, there was a bit of a rash challenge from the Altrincham keeper, Tony Thompson, which uh, gave the way a penalty. But he did redeem himself with a good save, getting down to his right-hand side. Uh, and then the follow-up was smashed against the bar. So you could say that the Altrincham goal was living a bit of a charmed life at that point. Um, but then in the 82nd minute, um, a goal on the break. So, so Tom Pierce scored um, a decent goal, really. Um, like I said, it was on the break, a, a, a decent ball to set him up, uh, and he's and he's put it away. A, a, a very good finish. So they went into the hat for the second round, and they've drawn Portsmouth. Ooh. So Portsmouth, that's, that's, that's dangerous territory for you, Red. It is Portsmouth <laughs> away, but. Um, I think from from a podcast perspective, uh, we might be able to get down to see it, which would uh, yeah, yeah. which would be good. Um, um, so yeah, but congratulations to Altrincham. They are they're a first for the podcast. We've um, just just a quick one. Liam's messaged me. He's just messaged me saying Cheltenham are having a mad game tonight. I was a bit confused. Um, so I just looked, and they're playing in the EFL Trophy against Newport County, and the game is 
Cheltenham four, Newport seven. It was oh, that's a game, it was five it? three to four. It was five three to Newport at half time. <laughs> God, it's, I mean, there's plenty of goals around in that in that tournament tonight. And some sending offs. Five sending offs. Crikey, 7-4. That's a game, isn't it? Um, EFL Trophy. Oh, that's the non-league one, isn't it? Sorry. I'm thinking of the Carabao Cup. I'm thinking, why are they playing in that? It's the the one that the the Premier under-21 team... Yeah, I think it's, yeah, Spurs Spurs under-23s have lost to Gillingham tonight. Um, Yeah, so anyway... So um, yeah, great win for Altrincham into the uh, into the hat for the second round and a, a decent draw away at Pompey. So um, uh, yeah, congratulations to them. So we'll uh, we'll move on to predictions very quickly. So uh, our first tie of the season last week, uh, where James was our guest. So uh, nines all round. Um, I did speak to him on Monday. I think it was yeah yesterday. Um, because there was a late goal, so, so the 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 late Huddersfield goal in, with sort of I think five minutes left, and also um, there was a really early goal in that game as well, which stopped it stopped him getting the golden goal in the Liverpool game. So it could have been very different, um, which was the same for him last season, if I remember rightly. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. At half time, he was like getting the highest ever point score ever. Um, but the same thing sort of ha- has happened to him this week. Um, and then this week, uh, no Premier League and Championship action. So we've got a, a Euro qualifier special with Dave as our special guest this week. So uh, we'll get the, the matches out online and then uh, we'll we'll be posting the results after the games at the weekend. Um, but as always, you can go onto the, the website at vftsl.co.uk for all the details about the predictions challenge and also any uh, any other details about the podcast uh so chris it's your your time to shine wonders of white are you ready yes i am so kingstonian have recorded the biggest win for a non-league side against a league side since 1973 when walton and hersham beat brian clough's brighton 4 now Uh, Manchester City have won 25 points from 12 Premier League games this season, the lowest ever total from a Pep side at this stage of a top-flight campaign. Uh, Prior to the match on Saturday, Cesar Aspilicueta had started each of Chelsea's last 73 Premier League games, dating back to December 2017. This was the longest current run of any outfield player which is now being held by Nathan Ake, who is on now 65 starts in a row. And lastly, Ryan Fraser has registered 16 assists in the Premier League since the start of last season, which is more than any other player. Mm. And I've, I've read today that he's in advanced talks with Liverpool, apparently, for a January uh, transfer. Oh. Mm. Be interesting one. Um, okay, so uh, we can't avoid it any longer. So we 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 better go back to Pete's teaser. Um, so what West Ham's about this one, right? West Ham's about, all-time leading scorer what in, about in Mark the Premier Noble? League. How many goals has he? Sc- he's been there for years, hasn't he, Mark Noble? Uh, 
yeah, I think I've yeah, I think he's been there a while. I I was thinking De Canio or Freddie Canute, um, Andy Carroll. Andy Carroll. <laughs> Mate, I literally have no idea. I have. Did he even did he even play forty seven games, Andy Carroll? I don't know. I tell you what, Chris. But no, no, bearing in mind, I think he's their their penalty taker. Should we go for Noble? All right. Yeah, let's let's go for Noble. One minute. We'll uh, we'll go with a bit of a sort of uh, Uh, left left field answer. So third third was Carlton Cole with forty-one. Oh, never would have got that. Uh, Mark Noble was second. Oh, damn you! Uh, Which means that we we did mention him actually. It was Paolo Di Canio on forty-seven. So Mark Noble is four off uh, the Canios. That'd be so he needs five to, to beat the record. So. Yeah, but at time of recording, he's um he's not. Uh, okay, so seven five. He's got us this week. Uh, so thanks, Pete. Thanks, thanks for the teaser. We'll uh, I'm sure okay. we'll. we'll We'll have another one next week. See if we can uh, regain, regain for today, Chris. Again, lots of action. Um, we're going into um, an international break, so we won't have a podcast no next podcast week. Next week. Um, and depending on how Spurs get on against West Ham, Chelsea, you've got City, City, haven't you? Yeah. yeah so, we, so we may not have a podcast the week after. I'll still be here because we'll um, still be in the top four. So, well, yeah, happens, that is yeah. it. Maybe we should give Liam a call. See, see if he's free. <laughs> see if he's free. Okay, but um, yeah. So thanks for listening. Um, as always, um, please subscribe through for YouTube and follow us on social media if you like what you what you're hearing. Um, and we appreciate all the support. So thanks for listening. See you later. <laughs>